May time and I'm back with Rosie May in her beautiful garden near Slane. Yes, she's well known as the insomniac gardener, but she's certainly insomniac when you look around this garden and see all the colour that I'm seeing coming in the gates today. Look at this for a sea of blue. What have we here? Okay, so you may remember that in January, February, this was covered in snowdrops and then you were very sad when the snowdrops were gone. But we have continuous colour here. So the blue actually is forget-me-not. It's just a sea of forget-me-nots. But dotted in amongst it are uh, bluebells. The yellow are daffodils and then yellow Welsh poppies. The reds are tulips that are almost gone over but they were they were beautiful they're appledore and tulips and you can see some of the um now they're spanish bluebells which some people don't like but i like them under here because they can do their thing they give a lovely splash of color see they're white and there's also lilac ones it's magnificent because you see when i came first there were the snowdrops which was the lovely white then followed by the daffs last time we we're here and now a combination of late daffs beautiful tulips and the blue it's magnificent oh thank you actually I, I do like that kind of continuous color and i don't know if you can see in amongst the the forget-me-nots those tall plants there they are actually foxgloves so in june this will also have a completely different vibe because all that will be gone. The tulips and all the daffodils will be gone, but the foxgloves will be here. You're a genius. <laughs> Your actual programme of flowers coming on seasonally are brilliant. Now, come down here. Look at these. Now, you talked about tulips, that some are on the wane there. Yeah. But look at these. These are what? Orange, fire red colour. <laughs> they are. They're actually a tulip that I really like. In fact, the tulips here, which is really unusual, a lot of tulips only last a year or two. These are a Darwin hybrid tulip and they're Appledorn red and yellow and they're there almost 20 years now they're, they've faded a bit but look at these ones this is an orange uh, I think it's called Appledorn Elite and they're only planted last November so when you plant them in November they're always a bit later the following year and then the year after that they, they all kind of flower together and in the background, we have to talk about the greenery. What are these beautiful green shrubs down to a very light-coloured shrub on our right-hand side? OK, so these are the, the light colour and then the one behind it, the darker. They're two maples, uh, maple orange dream. That's uh, a neopanix, the kind of funky-looking thing there in the middle with the kind of purple wine-coloured flowers or inflorescence or whatever you call them. This one here is um, a viburnum. And it's, do you see, in, when you come back, hopefully the next time that'll be in full bloom. Yes. See the up, upward facing flowers? Yeah. And then this here is uh, a Vilegia, and we've got another Viburnum and a Holly. Oh, they're absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and the range of greens and colours, and they're about to flower, as Rosie yeah. says there. What's this little purple guy stuck in here beside okay. this magnificent <laughs> ash tree? Now, that is uh, called, it's a biennial. Like the foxglove, it puts on its leaves in the first year, and then it flowers in the second year. And that just seeded itself in there. But you ain't seen nothing yet, as they say. Wait till I show you the rest of the honesty. <laughs> oh, there's another treat in store. Many more as we walk around Rosie May's beautiful garden. And we have to say, as we walk up towards the upper level, our friends overhead oh, are no. in full song. You have to be careful. I'm glad you're wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, tulips here at the, the front door. And in I, pots. In pots. And they're actually, would you believe, they're buckets. And I drill the bottom of the buckets. And then I pull some of the, the forget-me-not out of the driveway. And I interplant... Uh, just to give the uh, kind of soften it all you know so I like the look of that at the door it's beautiful and it just shows you what you can do with containers anywhere absolutely and if you in fact as we go around here you'll just see this is a lovely oh yes isn't that a mad one 
Yes. <laughs> what is that? It's a tulip. And uh, it's a new one that I planted some last year, but unfortunately the mice got them and only one bloomed. But it was so beautiful. I said, oh gosh, I think I'm going to try that again. It's called Go Go Red. Isn't it fabulous? It's fabulous. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It just hits you. If you looked at it, you wouldn't know it's a tulip, actually. No, you wouldn't, actually. And then these ones here, that's um, uh, Rembrandt tulip. And then the little pink ones are called Peppermint Stick. The name just describes what it, it does. looks like, doesn't yeah. it? Do you remember the sticks around? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the very same thing. It is. Yeah. Oh my, oh my, as I turn the corner, <laughs> I know what you were saying a moment ago now. Yeah. Look at this. I have to say, the turning of the seasons in the garden is just yeah. magnificent and yeah. all it can bring as well. Yeah. But anyway, you're going to describe now what I'm <laughs> waxing lyrical about here. And I have to give credit to the man of the house. He has the lawns looking beautiful. He certainly does. He was saying it's very wet, though. It's obviously, we're on a hill so um, he got that cut last night but he couldn't do the front because it's really soggy down there Mm. this is really one of the busiest times of the year spring and autumn you know you have to strim you have to edge the beds you have to do all sorts of work but he's great at putting in curves because I think the curves are nicer than straight lines so the first one you saw was a light purple which came from my parents it's called Lunaria annua it's just a, a biennial as I said leaves in the first year flowers in the second year so this one is kind of unusual in that it has a really dark leaf and that's Lunaria annua chedlow, which you can just see. Look at it. It's just a swathe oh. of, of, of purple. And then there's the lighter purple. See up, up at the top. But then over here, see that blue? Oh. That's called Corfu blue. And then the white is a white honesty. Look at the range, as you say, of purple yeah. colours from light through to deep and the leaves on that one you described. And a white one, yeah. And a white one. And a white one. And it's funny because, you know, they do pop up most unexpectedly. Now, last year I did encourage this one because I waited for... Because they're called also the money plant. Because in the autumn, they're much beloved by flower rangers. In autumn, the seed heads form. Actually, if you just follow me over here, I'll just show you. Do you see yeah, that little on. tiny seed head there? Yes. That'll grow and grow and grow. And then in the autumn, the two sides come off and it's kind of just translucent. This lovely shiny little disc and the seeds are in the middle and I just spread the seeds but then that's when it's loved by flower rangers for the seed heads and then that's the white one there look at it oh a lovely lovely maple in the middle it's beautiful it's beautiful the white is delicate isn't it It looks delicate it looks petite etc but it's absolutely gorgeous I see your friends uh, are fertilizing the beds from from a high as well (laughs) they sure are and when we're heading up into the woodland now I just wanted to show you do you see this little pink and then the darker pink and the white? Yes. Um, they're all a dicentra. Now, uh, actually, they changed the, the, the name of them, which is very annoying. But anyway, I'll go with dicentra. <laughs> I can't even remember what the, what the new one is. But um, this is a different one. It's called a fern leaf dicentra. And it's lower than the kind of traditional bleeding heart, if you like. So I'll just get you to bear that in mind because I'm going to show you the other one. And then this is a really unusual plant here. That's Chinese fairy bells. Isn't it lovely? It's beautiful. It's a real deep, dark brown, would you Um, describe it? Yeah, it's almost black, like, because there isn't really a black plant. Apparently black doesn't exist, but there's always very dark browns or dark purples. And this will have lovely little, see the lovely little creamy flowers? They're on the way out. Yep. Yeah, and and there's another one there. We said one one at the back as well, Yeah. yeah. When we look at these beautiful plants as we wander along, had you a plan in mind? Is this your design? Did you set out all those years back to make this happen the way we're looking at it today? Okay, were you talking to Porik, were you? No. Because this is a bit of a joke. When we moved here, he gave me this lovely 
sheet of you know graph paper actually a whole copy book of graph paper and I was like what's that for and he said to design your dream garden so I said oh that's a great idea so the graph paper is still in the press now I wish I could say that I did design it but um I like to just joke and say I learned to garden by trowel and error because you know he Porrick also says sometimes he said your plants should have wheels under them because I'm always moving them oh that was the wrong place but you do learn and now if I was advising anybody starting out I would advise them to you know to draw it out whereas we just literally started planting and we planted and planted and planted and then I took seeds and you know it's 20 years of planting you've got to remember and obsessive planting going to plant fairs going to garden centres picking up things off sad benches going to different societies kind of when they have a plant fair because you're always looking for a bargain and always looking for something unusual you know so the short answer is no I didn't no but it. let me say you've done magnificent absolutely magnificent so up we go That's, to the yeah. high part of the garden here yeah. again and here we're That's seeing another honesty yeah and a, a different one a different one that is different to all we've seen so far isn't it it's a lovely dark one actually a friend of mine uh, she runs a little nursery Cedam and Sage just down the road and she has this in her driveway and I was admiring it one day so she pulled out a few seedlings and gave them to me and look I mean now that was about three or four years ago and now again I keep the seeds I keep a few to, to let them go to seed and then I, I, I scatter them and I try and keep them separate because they're a bit promiscuous and you see you might end up with you don't know what colour so that's all the dark purples down there you can see there's more under that tree so I see them indeed yeah so yeah. there's lots <laughs> lots and lots. lots is right yeah. so up to the top we come yeah, up 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 what are we looking at here now the woodland if you like we put this in in 2016 and if you just see here that's Solomon's seal and that all came from my parents garden and this is Pachypragma. Now, there are a lot of curves here. Again, that's thanks to Porrick because he put in the paths. And the last of the daffodils here, um, there's a lot more to come here. Coriodalis. We've got some rhododendrons here. And the woodland, I'm starting to fill the woodland with these lovely acers. And the reason being, um, we have a lot of westerly winds and the acers don't like strong winds. So we put them just here because they're protected by that overgrown laurel mm. and if you just come up here we'll show you the dicentra hold on a minute you're walking by <laughs> no, another purple friend here <laughs> totally different what's this actually uh, people are going to kind of shiver now when they hear this this is vinca but it's a lovely one it's i think it's vinca autropurpureum and it's a much smaller flower and it's not quite as much of a, a thug shall we say as <laughs> there's another one <laughs> and it literally oh gosh um, like people sometimes regret putting it in but you see this bank is just all kind of subsoil mm. and you can see over there that was just all bare subsoil that we actually took out of the floor of the barn when we were enclosing the barn and we piled it up here to make this bank and then we were looking at the most awful kind of claggy subsoil that nothing we thought would grow on and look at the Vinca's doing a great job and some lovely ferns there. Yes, you know, yes it's so. beautiful. And then you can see there's a tree fern here, there's a tree fern over there. Just lots and lots of ferns, lots of celandine. Do you remember when you were here the last time? We are trying to clear the celandine. <laughs> Poor Helen. <laughs> some oh, job. She's on her hands and knees. Helen plays such a huge part in this garden as well and she's here working away as we natter. Natter, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you 
yeah, you see, that, that, that's it. I say, see you, Helen. Have to, have to go talk to Jerry. <laughs> Helen, God bless the work. You're doing a great job. You're she, doing a great she's job. Well used to and look, at, you can see there. Look at the work. Like you can yeah, you see, see you know, taking out that cylinder. It's a yeah. big job, isn't it? It's a huge job. And why take it out at this time of year? And it will come back. Oh, it definitely will come back. Yes. And uh, you know, in fact, Helen and I were just discussing that because it seems like a pointless exercise, but. Do you see here where I took it away from this? We were kind of working to meet, if you like. Mm. That's a lovely epimedium there with a really kind of delicate flower. And see here? Yeah. And it's just allowing the other things to grow up. Now, I know it's a pointless exercise and I think I'm probably obsessed with it in a bad way because it will melt away. Like, you you know, come June, I remember Breedy used to always say to me, just relax, it'll be gone by June. But at this point, I start getting very antsy and impatient and I'm like, oh, it has to go. So... We're pulling well, it out. You see, I, I think you're right. I'd okay. be obsessive like this. You okay. have to make way for the neighbours. Yes, and absolutely. And you're not, you know, kicking it out altogether. No. It will be accommodated next year. Exactly. Oh, it'll come back next year. And it is, you know, remember when you were here the last time, it actually, you know, ground cover. Another, what is that vibrant red there? It's another rhododendron, a little, a little azalea. Beauty. Actually. Yeah, it's a beauty. And then these are just the bluebells. And you can see the dogs were playing in here, so they mm. had a great old stamp on mm. them. But sure, that doesn't matter. Actually, that's and, the end of the hellebores and uh, there's loads of bluebells in there as well that's another one of those viburnums and there's lots of acers in this area a few pieris and there's one little viburnum just coming out here um, but as we go down here I wanted to show you the dicentra ah look and then like the path here you see it's curved so we've an edging of epimedium an edging here of pulmonaria that's an interesting plant, actually. Um, it's got the rather unattractive name of Lungworth, because years ago they would have named plants, say, to correspond with what it healed in the body. And because the heart-shaped leaf is meant to resemble a lung. Isn't that a good one? Great one. But the bees absolutely love it, and it's a fantastic plant. And then this is Solomon Seal, just in a semicircle. And a wedding cake tree, and evergreen ferns, and, and, and... And loads, loads more of the Dicentra Formosa. Ah, oh, the Dicentra are lovely. They're just so ladylike, so yeah. genteel, you have yeah. to say. And in two colours there as well. Yeah, in two colours. And I just wanted to walk around this way to show you. Do you see that red one over there? Well, let's walk around okay. there. Come on, let's get closer right. till we okay. get a good goo at this yeah. first hand. Oh, yeah. yes. So that's a taller one. That's spectabulous. And that's a new one to me. I've only got it in the last couple of years. That's called Valentine. Isn't it just Gorgeous. so pretty? And then this beauty here, that's actually a lovely primula called uh, Primula Guinevere. It's an Irish uh, variety. And then on the edge, we have geraniums just there. And this unusual beauty came from my father-in-law's garden, actually. It was in a pot, and that's an Enchianthus. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? (laughs) You have such a knowledge of all those Latin names as well. The primulus you mentioned there, well, it's a pink-coloured, if we could describe for listeners, primrose. Yes. Will it self-seed like the normal primrose? It does a little bit now, not as much. I actually divide it. Uh, Mm. It's it's, it's easier, to to, I find, by division. So if you just dig up a clump, see the two smaller ones at Mm. the back? Mm. They're actually divisions of, if you just come closer, you see, like you could dig that up. And, and split, split it. it. Yeah, and split it and just spread it around yeah. this area. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make yes. this all... Oh, yeah, this yeah, particular yeah. One. And you'll, you'll do that eventually. Look out here as we walk yeah, out like, into the meadow. As you told me the last day, you're letting this grow wild. Yeah. And, of course, that ties in with No Mo May. 
Look at the, the grass, the height of it here. Yeah. And again, the theme today is purple, isn't it, on my visit? <laughs> it certainly is. And uh, it's funny, I, my, it's my sister's favourite colour and I never realised how much I like purple as well. This is more blue. Now, do you see the bees there? Working that? away. That's a uh, camassia. And funnily enough, see the way we've put them in just in a kind of a long swathe here. They like kind of wetter soil and... Just in this meadow, it must be an under, underground spring or something, because years ago we tried planting raspberries up there and sure they all died. And then we realised the ground was really soggy in this area. So just isn't that just so pretty though? Isn't it amazing to say soggy on a hill? But we have to say yeah. the spring and yeah. even into May, yeah. the amount of rain that's fallen and the land is saturated, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the whole place, you know, all further at the end of the garden there, I mean, you're skidding around in the lawnmower, you know, trying to... Mm. But anyway, that's not my job. <laughs> Look at this along here. And again, a completely purple suede from top right down to where we are here. Yeah. Now, this is actually an unusual wallflower. Look, that's one plant. And I bought it as bull's mauve, but um, it actually turned out not to be bull's mauve. It turned out to be some kind of a hybrid. Um, it's about three or four times the height of bull's mauve. And I take, keep taking slips because it only it's short-lived. It like, maybe live about three to five years, but it takes easily from slips. So I always have a few on the go. Mm. And then when a tree fell over there a couple of years ago, it fell into the barn and it was a really, really tall. It was a very very tall ash tree and you can see we got an owl carved in part of it but then with the rest of it we just cut it up and used it as an edger ah yeah it looks great really natural as well isn't it again when you come back the next time all those bluebells and there were daffodils in it um, the last time you were here but all of those bluebells anytime I dig up a bluebell from anywhere I just throw them into the meadow because I, I absolutely love them there and you can't kill them just throw them in and even if we mowed the heck out of it which we won't do until September and then there's see that's a geranium in the middle of it Mm. and there's oxeye daisies to come so this will all be evolving as the year goes on do you deadhead your daffs I just see the last one there like he'd probably be a week going around this place if you had to do it no you had to do it well I do in certain areas and I don't know if you remember this the last time these are our old veg beds and there's actually one look one one vegetable left a lovely uh, Swiss chard but that was full of tulips now they see the tulips are still there but because we deadheaded them you just think that the foliage is part of these here and I think there's just one about to come so hopefully the next time you come they won't be they won't be gone over do you see these yes they're alliums and it's allium autopurpureum and look at that that's going to open up into this huge big purple globe <laughs> purple again <laughs> gosh I didn't realize how much purple I have so there you go won't that be really really oh magnificent pretty? Magnificent. And these are your former raised beds where you did some veg in that and you're full of flowers now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, more to come. And then when they go over, the, there'll be dahlias that'll come up. Hopefully, says she. Hopefully they won't have died during the uh, frost there before Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the frost, yeah, and even there were been late frost up to a, a couple of weeks ago as well. But that's the nature of Ireland, isn't it? Weather, yeah. who can ever predict it, you know, from one year to the next. This is a, an area I call the garden tat section um, because when my parents died, I, he, this was a, an old plough in his garden in his garden, and then he was the local butcher and my mother used to make uh, dripping actually in this little thing here and then just old forks and old cartwheels. And memories, memories. Yeah, memories. Lovely. Yeah. It's a lovely addition. Yeah, and then these are all hostas, just in, sometimes just in metal buckets and they're, these ones here are agapanthus. And that's an old hen feeder, look. 
I see it. Yeah. And so. it just shows you, you can grow in any container, any type of container Absolutely. will grow a plant for you. Absolutely. And in fact, I have these lovely tin baths and you can just see there's still a few um, tulips in them. And I got another one there recently, just in the, in the local antique shop. And she was saying to me, you're not going to drill that, are you? And I was like, if I don't tell you, then you won't know. <laughs> because, see, it's a beautiful tin bath, but you'd have to have drainage holes. Of course. So of course. If, the reason I'm bringing you down this way, they were just still holding on for you. They're Thalia, a beautiful white daffodil. And again, I planted those late, you see, so normally they would be gone. But they're always a kind of couple of weeks later. And then that's a little lamium. And there's blueberries all the length of the whole place. I see them there. So this is the final hurrah for the daffs this year. That's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, when they're gone, they're gone, as <laughs> that famous gone, ad says on radio. <laughs> so look, at we're falling down now, as we do always, to finish off, down towards the lower part of the garden as we walk through your lovely courtyard here. And look at this, just like for listeners to describe, there are just different types of plants and shrubs and flowers absolutely everywhere. What's that little yellow over there? Well, that's the yellow poppy. There's more of it actually here because I'm going to... Oh yeah, let's yeah. have a look here. It's yeah. really catching, I Isn't have to it? say. The yellow is a beautiful contrast to the purples. Yeah. Oh, look at it. Yeah. Look at that. Isn't, Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it? It's actually a Welsh... It's called a Welsh poppy and I love it. It seeds about merrily. You know, if you don't like it, you can pull it up but I really like it and I just think it's just very romantic looking. It's gorgeous. What's this? That is a shrimp plant or syrinthe. And again, that I'm so thrilled with that because that uh, survived the winter. I didn't think it would with the minus five. But look at the lovely, again, <laughs> purple. <laughs> and isn't it lovely? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. So, Very yeah. unusual. And look at the bees going mad round the, uh, the flower there today. It's great. Yeah, That's absolutely. what it's all about to yeah. sustain yeah. Uh, nature. And you're contributing hugely here, I have to say, yeah. in your garden to that. That must give you great satisfaction as well. Yeah, it, it certainly does. And like you just see all types of pollinators. There's bees and there are a lot of lone bees because I mean, we don't keep bees or anything like that. But mm. And I'm not that good at recognising them, but everything from butterflies, ladybirds, the whole lot. That's actually another dicentra there. That's the original that I planted mm. and it's just the pink one. That's the one you kind of see most commonly, you yes. know. Yes, And you can remember I mentioned the acers. Well, because we get the westerly winds, they're either planted in the woodland or behind this wall because the buildings here protect these acers from the worst of the wind burn. And then you can just see that very, very tall tree. It's very handy for a smaller garden. It's a flagpole cherry and it just gets very tall and thin. It doesn't kind of grow out into like a huge, huge tree. So just that's about the maximum height. I think it grows to about 19 feet. It's beautiful and in full bloom at the moment and the petals are just getting a little shake off it there as we speak. Something you said there is important. Shelter. Yes. Shelter for certain shrubs is so important from prevailing winds. Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, your, your acers also dislike strong sunlight. Now, we live in Ireland, so let's face it, sunlight in Ireland is not going to be as strong as in Spain or, you know, whatever. But to, to me, I always try and protect them from the wind because the wind, the wind can do as much burning as the sunshine. Mm. I don't think I've brought you in here yet. My husband made the door and just as a little gesture, that was the handle of my, my dad's spade ah, and he used it as the hand beautiful, beautiful. So. oh this is new never been in here before god it's taken till May to, to discover this little secluded sanctuary here in the middle of this wonderful garden where are we here what is this 
The house was built around the early 1800s and these were all old farm buildings. This was like a, a little courtyard and jokingly we used to refer to this as our Mediterranean courtyard. Now, when I tell you Mediterranean, it was far from a Mediterranean courtyard, but in 2017 we decided we would turn it into one and we removed 80 tonnes of spoil and rocks and muck and Guinness bottles and whiskey bottles as well and to, to kind of, you know, just to sink it down because it had just built up over the years and then we made these kind of two patios. It's not really technically Mediterranean to have tree ferns, but again, protection. I needed to protect them from the worst of the westerly winds. So if we step down here, I'll just show you. There's lots actually to see here. They're little tiny auriculas. Do you see the, like, mm. a related to the primula, uh, prim primroses? Uh, these beauties were just brought out in your honour yesterday. My son, I got them to drag them out of the greenhouse for you. They're aeoniums and they're weird and wonderful. And see this wall, isn't that interesting? So at some stage, they finished the wall. See the way with the, those yes. upright? And then, then they built on top of it and then they patched it with red brick. And then behind that, they put, there's actually a door there, a concrete door. So we decided to put these tiles on it to kind of disguise the, the concrete. Like door. a mosaic. Like a mosaic. And then these, we decided that because we had the table there, that would be a bit of a drop if somebody fell off. So we put these huge big stones here that we got in a, in a, in a stone yard. And we think that they could have been for weighing corn or they could have been ballast in a ship. It's a bit like Newgrange. Your guess is as good as, mm. as, good as mine. They're beautiful and they're so smooth and rounded. And just to say in the wall, yeah. there's growth in the wall itself. Yeah, that's just a little campanula. And in fact, I didn't even plant that there. I planted one on the other side, so it just shows you the seeds just flying They around. spread and they find a place, don't they? And look at the lemon tree. Look at the lemon tree. <laughs> now, I will be honest, that was in my greenhouse until... Actually, I took it out about a month ago. Mm. And those lemons, we can use them now for many time because I'll have to remove them so that new ones will form. Well, come on. But I'm delighted because it lasted over the winter, so that's a, a mm. big win for me. Yeah. And then down here, you can just see there's more aeoniums. And that actually is a random Irish rubble wall. Uh, my husband and a friend of his, um, they, they built that from scratch because that wall had completely collapsed down. And we decided we'd use this as a kind of a, you know, just a tester, if you like. Mm. And it worked out really, really well. And then in this corner, they're just, I, I can't wait to show you these in about a month. Look. They're starting to unfurl ferns. Ferns, tree ferns. Yes. And some of them are, were rescues. In fact, that one was a bit of a, that one was a bit crooked. I think it just got very dry or something. And then a friend of mine knew I wanted another tree fern, and there was a collapsed greenhouse, and he climbed in <laughs> to get this one for me. So there's but. They're absolutely beautiful and, again, protected from those westerly winds. When you come back now in the summer, this will just be a canopy of green. Yeah. Isn't it lovely? And it's hard to imagine at the minute, but it just shows you the way nature moves on. Yeah. So there you are, a touch of continental Europe. I can close my eyes and believe I'm in Italy or Spain or Greece or somewhere just outside Slane. It's <laughs> magnificent. Well, we don't get the weather, but the funny thing is when we do... If you walk in there from the rest of the garden, it's three or four degrees warmer in there. Mm. And it is, I think it's obviously because the wind just, you know, stops. Yeah. 
know. Shelter, shelter, shelter and the stonework and everything and all combined. Look at this yeah. again. Another sea of blue as we walk down towards the lower part of the garden where the pond is here. Yeah. My oh my, look at this, how it's changed as well <laughs> since last time. Yeah, well, lots of these little Welsh poppies and you can just see that's a really good place for the maple because that's sunken down at the well and those other trees are actually protecting again that maple from the worst of the westerly winds but I wanted to show you over here I don't know whether they were out I don't think they were out no they weren't out the last time and I see you pointing at them and look at the big what do you call that rhubarb that's around the edge I call it rhubarb that's around (laughs) the edge of the pond it's an incorrect description come on tell me what it is it's gunner and that's been there about 20 years in fact I just was in there digging up a piece the other day for a friend of mine she's got a kind of a damp spot that she wanted to put some in but it's it's very prehistoric looking that's not the the one that spreads so that's 20 years of growth there so it's not and you'd, you'd you'd understand that there is that amount of growth on it as yeah. well the yeah. pond uh, sits still slightly sheltered today look at here we have loads of primroses here on the left here here's this lovely we've changed uh, to a pinky purple can I say that you absolutely can absolutely can and it's a really beautiful plant it's a candelabra primula and you can just see there's a kind of a like it's almost like a, a flowery substance on the stem and then they grow in these whorls around the yes. stem yeah it's the magnificent really I see where it got the name from if you yeah. think of candelabra the way it grows and I look out in the pond I see water boatmen and every type of creature out there as well <laughs> yeah. Bringing my little bit of fishing knowledge in when I see see the, the water itself. Yeah. And now we head to the very lowest part of the garden. And we were telling me earlier, the grass cutting uh, was quite an operation. It's sort of the sump of the garden. Could you say that? The pond is actually the overflow from our well, and then that overflows into this wet ditch, and then the wet ditch goes off yeah. down to the River Boyne. So their flag iris is their native and that's marsh marigolds and just along here we've lots of hostas and it's funny do you see this giant one here that's empress woo and there was something we don't have many slugs but the other day didn't i find the tiniest snail and i mean the size of my little fingernail and he did all that damage they can do a lot of damage our slimy friends for sure (laughs) so we finish our visit today here in the lowlands of the garden and you can feel it as we walk on it you can just feel the softness underfoot but come on Rosie please God we're going to get some nice weather aren't we I hope so (laughs) because uh, there's certain things like the roses will love the sunshine anyway early May my visit and what a visit it's been again to Rosie made the insomniac gardener just outside Slane in County Mead. It'd just do your heart good to wander around here today and lift your spirits. And do check her out. Remind them where they can find out a lot more about you and your garden. Well, I'm on Instagram and it's the insomniac gardener. Facebook and I have a bit of a blog with the same name when I want to really hold forth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for inviting me again. It's a joy, I have to say, and I look forward to visiting again very soon. And let's hope the heat sets in and we get summer at last. I hope so. I'll look forward to it, Jerry. Thanks a million. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.